lovely. Okay. Um, welcome back to Blue and Gray, the first episode in a long time. Uh, I believe we have a sponsor for you, fake sponsor. Uh, we do. We don't say it's fake. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> real sponsor. We, yeah, this is definitely a real sponsor. Um, Death and taxidermy for all your human taxidermy needs. Keep your loved ones with you. Scare the shit out of your neighbors and friends. <laughs> there are only two things you can avoid. No, cannot avoid in life, and that's death and taxidermy. Okay, um, so we've had a long break, and a lot of that is just due to the fact that I uh, have been shit about my spare time. Uh, it takes a lot of time to, you know, edit, cut together episodes. Uh, we're trying a new thing to keep this thing going. Uh, I'm just going to talk. Sean's going to talk. And I'm not going to cut it up. I'm not going to do a bunch of uh, post post work. And hopefully it ends up being listenable. Um, and also, we recorded a bunch of stuff. A lot of talking. Like hours of footage. <laughs> hours of footage talking about like the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and the protests that I went to. And it was just unmanageable. Um, we stand in solidarity. We, uh, you know, I... I we we support it and uh <laughs> it's better if i don't talk about it because it will end up going on for hours um and finally i feel like we you know we should probably just stick with uh pumping out a song talking about it i mean that's why we're really here i think that's like the main appeal of this thing is that we make our own music and then uh we talk about it so yeah it's about the music. Um, hopefully at one point we'll get back to being able to be doing fully live versions of songs because that was the original concept, right? Yeah. And we would play it live with very little editing afterwards. I mean, of course a little bit, but now we're kind of just, because we can't get drummers over here, so we're, we've just been doing what we can with it. Um, this song is my song. Um, Kind of came from a request, um, but I'll talk about it after you hear it. So um, anyway, this song is called Time to Go.
All right, we're back. We are back. All right, I guess dig right into the song. Um, so I wrote that song maybe 15 years ago. Um, actually, probably longer than that. Um, I wrote it. Uh, my, my friend's mother passed away, and I wrote it for him. Um, and I kind of, I never recorded it before. I, I've always sort of thought of it as a, something that I shouldn't record. Like, I don't know, like a little per, per, too personal or something. Um, I did play. I would, anytime someone passed away or even like a pet passed away or something, I would like play the song because it just, um, it just had this funereal sound to it. Um, originally, it was just on acoustic, um, so we, we we basically made up a um, an arrangement uh, with uh, electric guitar and bass, mainly because my acoustic guitar was be it was in the shop being worked on, and then the person who worked on it actually was like had had tertiary contact with someone who had COVID nineteen, so he had to self quarantine until his test result came back so i didn't have an acoustic guitar so we we wrote this arrangement of it it's it's much different but um hopefully it retains the same feeling um and the the reason i decided to record it um my ex-wife's mom my ex-mother-in-law passed away and she actually sent me a text saying she wanted a recording of it. I don't know if I'm going to send this one to her. I mean, I, sh I think she would actually hate this recording of it because it's like, it's so like, uh, it, I, I would, it would, uh, it would be better as an acoustic song. And I think that's what she thinks of it as. So if I were to send her this version, I'm pretty sure she'd be like, what the F is this? This is not the song. Um, or maybe she'd love it. I don't know. I, I that, that's why we're not married anymore. I have no idea, <laughs> no idea what her tastes are. Like I always think she'll hate something and she loves it, and I always think she'll love something and then she just kind of blankly stares at me. So, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, it, it was, I don't know. It was it was nice recording it, I guess, and having a recording of it because I hadn't recorded it in a long time. Um, yeah, I like the idea of like writing a song and having uh, it. It only lives when you're playing it, and then that's it. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. I don't know if ephemeral is the word, but something uh, or like folk, like traditional folk songs back in the day weren't really recorded. You know, it was just people played them. Like I even think back to like when before there were recordings. People there'd be like piano parlors, right? And people would buy sheet music of popular songs and play them for people. And that's for a long time the only way people heard music. I think that's kind of interesting. Like before there was recordings, um, you had to either go see an orchestra play it or the artist perform it, or you had somebody who knew how to play piano play it at a piano parlor, and everyone would would sing along and. Uh, I just I kind of like those oral traditions where like they it makes it more special in a way where like you don't you 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 can't consume this you know like you have yeah, to you have to find it or 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 perform it yourself it's not really it's less of a commodity that way 
But I commodified this song, I guess. You're <laughs> <laughs> sell out. Um, for, for how much? How much did you get for it? Nothing. Nothing. However, it was for a good reason. I, um, my mother-in-law, ex-mother-in-law, was really the only mother I had for a long time um, after my mom passed away. So, um, I'm sad that I couldn't have seen her or talked to her before she passed away. But at least I can, I can do this. Yeah. Uh, which is so depressing. Ugh. But the song, the song itself, I um. I the when I went to his his my my friend's funeral mom's funeral, um. It was um. I think it was one of the first funerals I had ever gone to, which is crazy. I was in my twenties, mid twenties, was like twenty five or something. Yeah. Um, and it was a it was a. Jewish um, ceremony, so they um, they take um, sand from Israel and throw it on the coffin before they bury it. So there's wow. a home the homelands on there. And there's a line in the song where I say, "When you've um, thrown all the sand th- to throw," is alluding to that. It seems like a kind of esoteric thing that I'm saying in the song, but I'm talking about the tradition. Um, and I think I originally had a, a verse about placing stones because um, you don't bring flowers to Jewish cemeteries. Um, you place stones on top of the um, tombstones. Hmm. But I felt like that that came later. Like I wanted it to be more more of like an immediate song. She was she was sick for a long time, and he he did literally pull her plug. You know, he had to make that decision. That's a. Um, that's a really tough decision to make. Um, my dad was really sick too, and we we decided to pull the plug. But nothing. He was still be able to breathe, so it was like a long, agonizing thing to watch somebody just die, you know. And I, yeah, I've, I'm fortunate in the, that nobody like super close to me has past except like my grandparents and then my uncle got cancer um you know a while back but like uh nobody like in my immediate family none of my like best friends um no, nobody that was like a huge part of my life uh you know growing up has has died yet so i I'm, i don't know how i'm gonna deal with it when it when it finally happens and especially with a parent um, yeah. I don't think I'll handle it well. I, I just handled it by drinking a whole bunch. <laughs> you know, like, I, I feel like, I mean, if anyone out there is, has a loved one who's, who's sick or terminally ill, you know that a lot of your grieving happens while their health is declining. But I do think it's, Drinking was a bad way of coping with it, you know, because like I, I I remember when I finally did get clean for a little bit that like even though my mom had passed seven years before that I it like I had to like remourn it because I had never I never really dealt with the emotions of it like I think anyone anyone has a substance abuse problem uh, once they they get clean it's their fir- the first time really experiencing 
emotions because <laughs> because you, you you instead of going through that grieving process where you know like what are the seven stages of grief do you know what they are uh not all of them like well, de- de- one of denial them. anger denial, yeah. the, all those things you i mean you really do need to like process all those things and when you um when you just sort of numb yourself to it you 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 still are going to have to do it eventually. So, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I don't know. I it, it's it's crazy. Like as 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 morbid and and depressed as I've always been, even as a kid and everything, I kind of like fantasize having some sort of tragic life. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, like when somebody would lose their parents, I would like immediately feel different about them feel this kind of like not pity but like um that they're suddenly interesting and emotionally and deep you know and like they have like a a better connection with the world and like they're 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 they have this uh uh i don't know what the best word to use is it's like a um wisdom to them you know an understanding of the of of what life is from beginning to end when you have somebody pass away in your life, and now that I've lost you know both my parents, I realize that that's, that's it's bu- not the case. It's <laughs> bullshit. It's, it's bullshit. I, I it, it's you just not feel sad. No, yeah, and I and nobody cares. Like no, like I care. I mean, yeah, people care, but like. Right. It, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, particularly you're older. Like if you, I was in high school and I lost my parents or even in college, that when you're that young, it's a little, it's a little more tragic. Mm-hmm. But when you're in your 30s, it's like... It's a little earlier than you think, but like it's still... Um, I think like the first death, that's not like a family death that's going to really hit me hard is my dog. Because <laughs> that's going to suck. Uh-oh. He's yeah. like several years old now, so I, I've got some time. But yeah, that's yeah. I went had <laughs> the the year after I got divorced, um, and exactly one year after my dad passed away, I had to put my dog down too. And it's weird because it's like a, like when a, a dog dies, it's like or a pet dies. They're so innocent, you know. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like that it's it is all it's sadder in a way because you felt like you let them down, like you let them die. Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whether we're, like when my parents died, I I there was a certain degree of um, abandonment kind of things, but like and, and it was sad, but like when a pet dies, it's like that's you're responsible for that pet. And mm-hmm. like I remember we uh, I had to go meet with my my ex-wife when we to put him down. And it was he was he was really bad, and it was just I remember her being upset and saying i I wish wish maybe we could have done something different and he wouldn't he wouldn't have gotten this bad or I wish we didn't let him get this bad and it's and it was weird because it was very 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 sad in a different way yeah. than when a person dies but but almost in a more sharper sadness you know like with like it like immediately sad and then a few days later you're okay but like with 
the death of a loved one it's like it's super sad but just larger and more abysmal and, yeah. and like like you might like like you can't understand what what it what's happening and you it's just oh man this, I imagine it's so sad that we're talking about death no, but I, yeah, I mean whatever that's what the uh, song's about yeah. I imagine it's like just a very heavy clouded feeling like in like muted I don't know like you feel like things are muted it, uh, I, it, for me it felt like I wasn't like everything felt alien for a while like I was like like I didn't exist or I was in some kind of dream state for a while but I mean that's also probably the amount of uh, drinking I was doing at the time too <laughs> kind of numbed me but it was it's yeah I do feel but I do I feel like every time a death happens and you don't process it right you kind of feel more and more like you're in a dream I just feel like I'm in a dream all the, all, think, all the crappy stuff that's been happening just makes me feel like I'm gonna wake up death does have a way of like when something like that happens uh, putting some like really weird uh, like I feel like the curtain is drawn back on the world and then you see you're confronted with this thing of how weird it is that there's like random physical particles just tumbling around in the universe and then it turns into a sentient thing so it's it's not necessarily like something from nothing but kind of is i mean like subjectivity i don't believe that subjectivity exists in say a book uh it's just material uh, it's a material object and there's no sentience in it but if you put together certain particles the right way and then kind of um, flick them down the hill of uh, chemical processes then suddenly you have a person with uh, like a subjective experience and then when they die that thing that just disappears um, oh I don't believe in an afterlife uh, and you don't even either really right? I don't and but it's it is really interesting when when like when particularly when my mother died I can see why people believe it. I mean, it, it 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 it's comforting to think that she's happy and healthy somewhere finally. Like that that really is comforting for me mm -hmm. rather than her just ending cuz I remember on she she was a uh a um people pleaser you know like she always she, everything she did was for everyone else and I remember at the last few weeks of her life she she was upset and said that she always thought that at one point it was going to be her turn that she was taking care of my sick dad That's so sad. And, and taking care taking care of her alcoholic son and like doing everything for everyone else why we just sat around like selfish pricks and she Man. just thought at one point it'd be her turn to be taken care of and then she got sick and died and <sighs> and I, I so for me it's very very comforting to think that she is somewhere you know being taken care of and not having to worry about anything but 
for, for me, uh, I, I want to be careful with the way I say this, but I've been alive a long time. I feel like I've been alive a long time. And it's not that I don't like being alive. I, it's not that I want to die, but I feel like, oh my God, I have like many years ahead of me. <laughs> so like when I finally do pass, I think people should be able to take comfort in the fact that I don't need to keep doing it. Uh, <laughs> like I don't want I don't want to be alive for eternity. I I want to be alive for a regular amount of time and value the time that I'm here and do the things I enjoy doing. And then once that's over, I, I don't. <laughs> it it seems like a strange form of existential torture. Uh, or like a weird psychological hell to exist like that for eternity for like the rest of I, yeah. Um, so. yeah I mean it's if life was just a little more enjoyable you know like more like I mean particularly right now with the state of the way the world is like like I, I know everyone's going through there's a, probably a national mental health crisis that is happening right now and probably will just continue to get worse because, um, you know, we're trapped inside, things are shut down, we're losing jobs, we're losing loved ones, we are, uh, the things that we hold meaningful to us have been taken away and, or, or rendered meaningless, at least for me. And uh, and I was already having a hard time before this whole thing started. So like, yeah. like I really need a bone. I need him to throw me a bone. Uh, you know, like I just, I think since, since the last time we did a podcast, I've, I've been completely laid off. I was on furlough and they called and said, eh, not taking you back. And I don't have, I don't have my unemployment yet. There's problems with that going on. So it's just sort of like, it's not fun to be alive right now, you know? So like, I'm not, I, uh, I, I want to interject with like. Uh, the reason that this podcast is called Blue and Gray is, well, one, uh, your name is Gray, uh, your middle name, but we didn't choose it because of the Civil War or anything. Um, I feel like that it's very heavily associated with the Civil War, but that didn't even come to mind It's uh, when we were thinking about it. Um, but it's very much because those are the colors that are typically uh, associated with depression. So, uh, yeah. So along with talking about music, we're going to talk about <laughs> depression. Oh man, this is a, this is a downer of a of a podcast. Yeah. Do you want to? The same thing happened last time too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it's just just because where we are. Hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully everything will get better. Um, I guess we're going to do a live outro now. Yeah, yeah. Let's right? do it. Uh, hold on. What do you want to do? What are you playing? Um, well, we ended on the funny note with your funny song. That's what we're going to do? Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to try to play along with it. and then. All right. This is, of all the songs I wrote, everyone says this is my best song. And it's by far the stupidest one I've ever written. In my, and I apologize for the language in it. <clears throat> when did, wait, wait, wait. When did you write this? Cause... I wrote this in co when I was in college. So probably... Uh, almost 20 years ago, probably about 20 years okay. ago. Okay. 
suck my dick Cause I've been sucking on this For so long Sucking it hard Sucking it long Suck the wrong. <laughs>